Welcome to the Real Presence, Real Future podcast, a podcast dedicated to increasing the presence of Christ throughout the Diocese of Columbus through the values of boldness, collaboration, joy, humility, and active listening. I'm Father Mike Harchie, and today my guest is Father Sash Daly. Father Daly, thanks for being with me. Hey, it's good to be here. Father is the vicar for religious for the diocese and um, pastor of uh, Holy Family Church. So, Father, can you start us off with our prayer for mission renewal? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God, our Father, we entrust real presence, real future to your providence. Through your Holy Spirit, inspire us for mission and evangelization. Make us disciples after the heart of your Son. In times of uncertainty, grant firm resolve. When we are unsettled, provide peace. When we are timid, make us courageous. With our ears, may we hear your promptings. With our eyes, may we see your handiwork. With our mouths, may we share the gospel. And with our hands, may we serve you. Replace our hesitation with holy enthusiasm so that in drawing strength from the Eucharist, every endeavor of ours may be for your glory. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks, Father. It's good you're uh, finally on. Thanks for doing this. I didn't realize... The line was long. <laughs> <laughs> My number's finally been cold. That's right. <laughs> Don't you feel good and special? Um, I have a seat now. That's right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's it's really a pleasure, especially because so we've, we've been reviewing all the fall feedback. We're, as we're recording this, we're in the midst of... Uh, sharing the second round of, of draft models, really now with the whole diocese through the the, the video presentations that are online at, at realpresencerealfuture.org. And, um, and, and, and one reason why I've, I've been wanting to, to get you on and, and kind of talk more about this is because people from the fall had a lot of questions about, you know, Real Presence, Real Future seems to be addressing a lot of the, um, a lot of the, the, sort of symptoms, I guess. Oh, yeah. So this this yeah. sort of lack of priestly vocations or even lack of people in the pews or whatever. Right. Um, but what are we doing to what are we doing to address the underlying issues with with all that? So if we have a lack of priestly vocations, how are we trying to encourage more and stuff? And and so sometimes people have, have brought up, can't we just bring in other priests from other dioceses? Yeah. Uh, or you know from from foreign countries, from different religious orders. And when they ask that, I, I'm, I'm usually the first thing that I, I respond is that Father Daly is doing a heck of a lot of work in, in doing just that. Yeah. So, I mean, tell us, you know, what, what's, what are the, what are the, these ways yeah, they, that, that religious do come into a diocese and, and really in, enrich, you know, in, enrich a, a diocese? So how can they be a, a good thing for us in, sure. ultimately? Well, and I, I think, you know, the response from individuals or communities um, with regard to different proposals and models and desperate for priests shows that yeah. there's a hunger for the Eucharist. Okay. And I think, you know, uh, when we start to realize a change is needed, then feedback is always going to be uh, maybe, let's shall we say it, legitimate, but not always realistic. It's like, okay. well, let's just find a priest with a heartbeat, you know, <laughs> and make sure he's here occupying this place, standing at that altar. And they can easily distract us from looking at both the bigger picture, but also the heart of the matter. And when it comes to um, the the life of the priesthood, um, you know, it, it has to be the Lord Jesus in the Eucharist, and then, of course, service to the people who 
are baptized and hungering for the Lord and desiring to serve the Lord. And when it comes to that, you know, you start to see the church as a family. And uh, when Bishop Brennan was appointed Bishop of the Diocese of Columbus, um, maybe a couple months into it, you know, he decided to add the position of vicar for religious. And it's a position that we had kind of had before in vague terms, like a delegate for religious, but we had not had a priest serve in that role for many years, if ever, to my knowledge. I'm not, I don't know. Um, and in the conversation that ensued around that, that cre- the creation of that title and that role, it was really uh, to be of service to the church, the local church, the needs of the faithful, but also the needs of the presbyterate, the needs of the priests of the diocese. How do we bring in uh, religious congregations, orders, institutes, societies of apostolic life who will complement the diocesan priesthood in such a way to where they bolster it, they make it stronger, not just replace it. Mm. You know, we're not looking yeah. to like retract or retreat, and then we'll just send someone else who dresses differently out there and do right. that. It really comes into like how do they complement the diocesan priesthood and then build up the diocesan church, and that is uh, a process of discernment. And um, I don't even like that word. <laughs> I like the process of decision. Yeah. I don't like the process yeah. of discernment. Discernment tends to just spiral on forever and ever. <laughs> right. But it really does It does involve discernment, asking the Holy Spirit to kind of bring to the top of uh, a list or a process who uh, and what gifts and talents are needed for the proclamation of the gospel here. Now, the way the church functions today we use the parish model. You know, you have a parish and a religious community will function in that parish uh, either in administration or in a role of like apostolic service, kind of like backing up and building up the diocesan pastor. But then there's also other needs. You need like high schools and prisons and hospitals. But then let us not forget, there's also the needs of uh, the sacramental needs, not only of the faithful, but also of the diocesan priests. Right. So like one of the questions... Monsignor Maloney would ask me, or he would ask a congregation when we were meeting with them, is, would you be willing to hear the confessions of our priests? Okay. And sometimes that's intimidating to religious. They're Mm. like, well, we've never really thought of that before. Mm. But it it was something really beautiful that Monsignor Maloney would ask like three different uh, congregations, would you be willing to be confessors for our Mm. priests? Because our priests need that sacramental relief as well. And that kind of puts everything in a bit of a different hue or a different picture, right? It's like they are coming in to really build up the whole church, not replace a retreating diocesan presbyter. Or in some areas, it's like, well, we don't have someone to send there. We don't want to send someone there, so let's just find a religious order and send them there. It's like, well, the mission of the church has to be present for the religious priests to be able to live out their fidelity to Jesus. And then you kind of look at who they are, how the Lord has called them into being, what the Lord has asked them to do for the church. And that's where you start to realize not every religious congregation is going to be a good fit for a particular need in our diocese. It's not just trying to find warm heartbeats. It's trying to find a way in which the whole church can be made stronger as a family in its service and fidelity to the Lord. Hmm. And uh, that's why we can't say... Well, the Dominicans are already here, so why don't we just give them ten more parishes? Sure, <laughs> you know? yeah. it's like, well, they're not supposed to be parish priests; right. you know? they have a role to fill, and and where how they're serving that role is beautiful and marvelous. And we not only have to encourage, enhance, but this, to a real degree, we have to protect and defend their way of life, because if we don't, 
they're no longer going to be complementing the local church That's and building good. it up. They'll actually be serving towards its destruction because we're not paying attention to the movement of the Holy Spirit. And that becomes challenging in a moment such as our own where sometimes out of desperation we propose legitimate uh, solutions, but they might not be realistic solutions. You know, So it comes down to a respect uh, for the integrity of religious and their call to exist and to function and to serve the Lord in the church, and then also acknowledging the needs of the diocese yeah. and the needs of our priests and the needs of our faithful. And then when you have like all of those cards on the table, yeah. then you realize, okay, now how does the religious and their fidelity to the Lord and in their prayer life how do they see the diocese? And that's good for us to, to think. Thanks for that, that background. It's good for us to sort of acknowledge that and for the people to acknowledge that, because in, in some ways that, you know, they might see, oh, well, we have 89 diocesan and priests right, right now. Yeah. We're expecting to have, you know, we're using this number in our projections, 80 active priests in yeah, eight years, sure. which includes diocesan and religious. Yeah. And, and then down to, to really 60 pastors and, and, and that's important for us to, to acknowledge that. So even if it doesn't seem like a huge drop, well, you know, 89 to 80 mm-hmm. and, and 60 pastors, not all these religious can be pastors yeah. or want to be pastors. So that's right. something for us to really focus on, too. Yep. It's like that's that's a very specific uh, sort of call within a call, I guess, yeah. like that, that not, not to presume that everyone's just going to be a pastor of a church. And when we bring religious in, they're possibly going to serve and in all likelihood serve other ministerial needs right. throughout the diocese oh, yeah. rather than pastoring a, yeah. a parish, which are real needs, yeah. you know, full-time they, jobs in and of themselves to be And they too somewhere. have to evaluate the gifts and talents of their brothers yeah. and say, well, you know, we can, we can have at the service of the local church, a foothold at a parish. And we have a, a friar, a priest, one of our brothers, you know, uh, who's ordained and he can serve as a pastor. Um, we can assign one of those to your diocese. Okay. Then we can assign 10 others who have gifts and talents in other areas, and they might very well be eager to serve the Lord in prisons, hospitals, Mm. uh, confessors to religious congregations. Um, They might be able to be of service to the seminary in your area, uh, or that we might be able to send them on for continuing education, and their presence will bolster the diocese in other areas than just having as like a pastor. And that's something that's hard for us to sometimes swallow because when we see priest, we see pastor. Right. And they're not the synonymous, you know. Um, And it's hard. Like we see priest and we see a minister of the altar who can offer holy mass and hear confessions. Mm -hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean a pastor of a parish. And um, and even our diocesan presbyter, like we've really been weakened because Mm -hmm. we operate under the principle that every priest can be a pastor. Right. And it's just simply not the case because the Lord might not have actually placed within his toolbox those gifts and talents. Right. And then we set someone up for failure. And we're making guys, you're right, Father, we're making guys pastor at a, at a much younger oh, age sure. with yeah. far fewer years of experience yeah. than we ever have really in the history of the church, yeah. probably. Definitely the history of our, of our diocese. Yeah. So. And that's a, it's a cause for concern for us. It's something that we have to really, really look at yeah. and, and address, you know, where we're, we're we're doing this basically because we have no other choice, and, right. and, you know. In some yeah. cases, not that these guys aren't willing to to step up and do it, but but again, we have to pause and reflect as a diocese: is this really the the right thing? 
Yeah. Well, um, thanks for all the good work that you're doing as vicar for religious and uh, <laughs> and and identifying those those charisms of those religious orders, men and women, uh, who can come in and, and serve our diocese and really live out the sort of the fullness of the the apostolic life. So, thanks for joining me on the Real Presence Real Future very podcast. Nice <laughs> you're very welcome. <laughs> Happy to be here. You can view today's episode on the Diocese of Columbus YouTube feed, or you can listen to the podcast on St. Gabriel Radio. Com, the St. Gabriel Radio app, and anywhere podcasts are offered. Until next time.